Welcome back to the Wear the Bear podcast, special volleyball edition, the inaugural volleyball edition of the Wear the Bear podcast here on the Wear the Bear SoundCloud page and the iTunes page as well. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, and as will be the case all season long, joined by volleyball head coach Rob Beam. And coach, uh, first off, the initial edition of the volleyball podcast here on the Wear the Bear podcast page. Exciting times, isn't it? That's big time. Big time uh, podcast, exciting time to chat with you, bring some uh, inside information to the fans and uh, all of our families out there. It'll be a, a great time uh, sharing some, some words and some minutes here with you, Neil. Absolutely, and if this is your first time listening, go ahead on the iTunes app and the podcast app as well on your iPhone or wherever you get your podcast, check out the Wear the Bear, hashtag Wear the Bear, and you sub- you can subscribe. So every time we fire off a new episode, it'll be there for you in your queue, and you'll be ready to roll if you want to listen on the way home from work, the way to work, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. But we're happy that you're joining us here. So, Coach, uh, we'll get things going. We'll, we'll get right in. And, and you guys now with the preseason in the books, what's the thing that you've learned about this team so far? Well, I think the the first strength that we've obviously presented is our our defense and ball control. Uh, This is a deep team in that regard, and they play with tremendous effort. Uh, That's going to be something that's going to be a strength for us throughout the season. Um, You know, and I think we have (coughs) some depth and uh, in a number of positions and a really balanced roster. And I think we have some players that are capable of a pretty broad range of skills, you know, that we can try to creatively utilize as coaches and try to implement that into uh, a strategic plan. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Is that the biggest challenge uh, <coughs> for a coach when, when you look at what you have in your roster and what those specific strengths are? Is that the hardest part or one of the hardest parts of being a coach? How can I utilize these strengths? Because that's that's what we try to do not only coaching, but we try to do in life and everything. You want to set yourself up to play to your strengths. How, how tough is that to do for a coach? Well, I don't. I think it, it really comes down to creativity, you know, and, and – how you perceive the game and how we think about the game and you know like what do we try to what are we trying to teach and draw out of the players and you know some coaches may be a little more linear in their thinking and and they kind of try to make the players they have fit the way that they see the game and we might have a viewpoint more the way that we do it which is we look at the way our players approach the game and, and we try to fit them into a larger philosophy but ultimately we're trying to give each player their best opportunity to compete um, and then what that really means is we're trying to utilize their skill set. So, you know, we'll try to broaden it. We'll try to deepen it. We'll try to do all those things through their four- or five-year career. But ultimately, you know, in any, any given, you know, snapshot of time, we've got to figure out how do we have 12 great rotations and who's going to be involved in them, and then how do we continue to develop each player um, on our roster with just 17 athletes this year. Uh, the, the breaking <coughs> news right now from the Oakland Volleyball Camp, Coach, uh, you guys picked third in the Horizon League preseason poll, and preseason polls are cute. You know, every, everybody likes them, and they talk about them, and people get up in arms about them, or people celebrate them you know, for roughly about four seconds, it's a, and then it's, you move on. It's so interesting how they're always the way that teams finish the year before, <laughs> give or take one spot. You know, like nobody ever jumps from ninth to first. That just doesn't happen, and, you know, I mean, that's just the way that they're built. And there's nothing – they are what they are, you know. I think uh, you, you know, if anyone puts any time into it, they're probably looking at who the returning players and who graduated. And we had an outstanding senior class, and it doesn't surprise me at all that, you know, when you graduate those five women and the competitors they were and the numbers that they put up, that we would be picked third. You know, I think Cleveland State and Green Bay graduated less than we did, so we're third. 
Okay, let's move on. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a great segue, as we call in the broadcasting business. Coach, you may have a future in this uh, going down the road, but that's a great segue. It's like you had the uh, my notes, and, and you were ready to roll with no, it. No, that was like a 60-minute hunk on a ESPN, you know, Fox News or Fox Sports show. It was like, you know, I just killed your 60-minute bit. That's what I did. No, no, but but it was a great segue because it brings me up to the next point. And you mentioned the, the departing cast that you had, uh, the one holdover. And, and, look, let's be real about it. That was probably the, the uh, drop the probably. That was the greatest volleyball recruiting class in the history of Oakland volleyball. You don't have to believe me. You can check the resume and right. look at the NCAA tournament bursts and those types of things. Sammy Condon uh, was part of that class. Now she had the injury, so she's <coughs> playing her redshirt senior year this year. Sammy Condon certainly is somebody that the fans are going to look to. And certainly me as a broadcaster on ESPN3, I'm going to look to. I expect a big year out of Sammy Condon. I'm sure Sammy Condon expects a big year out of Sammy Condon as well. Uh, how about you in, in terms of the coaching staff? Is, is she somebody that is just plug and play for you, almost like the Miguel Cabrera type? You, you know what numbers you're going to get from her. You just move on to a different area. Well, you know, the biggest thing, not just Sammy, but any any player that's been here for five years, they're special. And you know, they have so much institutional knowledge. We have such a close relationship. You know, she watches my kids. You know, I mean, that's like the, 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 what happens in, in developing those relationships over five years comes out in this super senior year where they're as much a peer as they are a player. Right. And that, that really gives us a new leadership edge and it gives us a new thing to try to leverage um, with her, with the team. Her expectations have been high from the first minute she stepped on, on the court here or in the classroom. You know, she's wanted to be the best she could be uh, every single minute, and that comes out. You know, she's a great uh, a mentor and a peer uh, for her, her student-athletes. She's someone that everybody admires and um, in the athletic department, and, you know, people are, are obviously going to expect a lot out of her, and she's going to be ready to deliver. Coach, when you look at it, and we mentioned Sammy Condon and that recruiting <coughs> class that did leave last season, have you built this program now to the point where you reload it? You say, okay, we had the greatest recruiting class that we've ever had. Uh, the 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 plant really it really gave us some fruit in that the NCAA tournament, the Horizon League championship, those types of things. Have you built this program now to the point where you just reload it and, and you restock it and you say, all right, here we go again. We'll grow the plant again. Well, you know, I hope so. Um, <laughs> That's the goal, right? I mean. I think if we're if we're a single recruiting class, we haven't really built a program where we build as a team, and that's a, those are two different things. Um, the 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 one other thing that I would say about this collective in 2017 is how uh, you know our transfer student athlete and our freshman class mesh with the returning group and how their skill sets sort of align, where that's really the secret to building a successful program over time. And now we don't have any results yet. We've got to get started over this weekend. Um, you know, we'll be tracking that hopefully well into December. But the biggest thing that you see in our program, hopefully, I think you see this at, at you know, other great programs in the Horizon League, you see it across the country, is just when someone graduates who they, everybody is hoping is their best player, they have another one that no one has seen that's been working and building their craft and is ready to take on a role. And all of a sudden – you go, well, how did that happen? And, you know, I think like a perfect example of that is uh, Christina Davis in our, in our program. And, you know, Christina redshirted, and then she trained, and then she, she waited a year behind Amanda Baker, who graduated. <coughs> and Amanda was the best blocker in the history of the program. And she graduates, and Christina breaks a record in one season. Right. And it's 
the you know I think from the outside looking in what you're going is like well those are the seven or nine or ten players that they have and we probably all coaches do this and we all you know every end of every sport it doesn't matter if it's track field swimming diving tennis golf volleyball basketball football everybody's hoping that when Cam Newton graduates they don't have another person who's that good a quarterback or you know they graduate you know or when uh you know, Tim Duncan retires. They're just hoping there's nobody else who's a seven-footer who can rebound, have good fundamentals, and shoot the three. Oh, well, turns out there's other people who can do that right. too. And great programs develop their talent and they utilize their talent. And hopefully, we're in that position where, you know, what we're hoping is we're going to see Melissa Deach graduate and Courtney Whiteman is going to come into her own, and Alex Malik, who we recruited, is going to come into her own. And you're going to see. Uh, the transition from generation to generation just at a very high standard. Six freshmen, uh, be it true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, freshmen nonetheless, right. four sophomores for you as well. That's ten. I mean, I, I'm not a big math guy. I'm, I'm not huge. I mean, people here at Oakland will tell you I'm, I'm not the, the greatest math guy in the world, but six plus four is ten. I, I can get that last, one. Yeah, last time I checked. And ten is a good chunk of your roster. Again, yeah. keeping this math theory uh, going. Very, very young squad, as a lot of people might have expected, given who, who you graduated right. with. But again, getting back to the point where I know when you walked in and took over this program, this program was in, was in a certain type of way. Now it's in a different position. You want to keep that going. At some point down the road, you're going to rely on some young players here heavily. Yeah, and that's going to happen. I mean, you know, we had uh, – <laughs> I've been here for 10 years, and every year I try to fix this – inequity in the the way that the recruiting classes ebb and flow where we have a few that are smaller in number and we have a few that are bigger but it's really difficult you know the the way that the NCAA count scholarships the way you know like numeric limits that we're trying to work within it's very hard without going down to like 11 players in one year or going way above it in a different year to ever get those classes figured out and you know the 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 advantage of having redshirted Sammy and then Christina and then you know now Mackenzie Schneider and we're gonna we're contemplating some redshirts with uh, you know at least one of our freshmen and some future players as well that haven't started that uh, are still are in the recruiting phase and haven't signed you know like that's one way that you st stabilize the roster and create depth and you try to get away from that uh, numeric uh, Im you know imbalance but at the same time like these are talented players you know these are all conference, all state, all Americans. They're national champions. They are tournament champions at, at large events. They all played for major clubs. And, you know, there's a difference in age or experience or, you know, internal knowledge. But, you know, when you walk in the gym, you'd be hard-pressed to go, well, she's a freshman and she's a senior because they're all talented, right. you know. And it really comes down to how do they view the game and how do they perceive it and do they do they talk like us? Do they think like us? And that's the part we got to get to in practice and training is that it really becomes more cultural about like how how we think about what we're doing. How do we make decisions is really the biggest part of it. And then how do we treat each other? What do we value becomes a really big part of it because the talent's there. I mean, you can just you can spend five minutes in the gym and watch and just go, well, they're really good. <laughs> and, you know, Absolutely. Like, well, th that, that group of new people, they might be freshmen or sophomores on the roster, but they're really good. And, you know, that's, again, that's all part of trying to build a championship quality program. And, you know, we have aspirations that are, that are, are high and may sound outlandish to other people, but it's something that we're trying to work on every single day. And, you know, I, 
the Horizon League has gotten better and better and better every the fourth year, you know, going in now to the the fifth season. Like this is this is the best it's ever been, at least since I was back in the old days when I was an assistant coach at Wright State University and we were getting two teams in the NCAA tournament and we had you know a few teams in the top 70 or 80 in RPI. This is the best it's been. This is going to be a very competitive season and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think there's any single match that's ever going to be taken for granted. And it's not really, you know, my message to this group is like we're talented and we're good and we've got good skills and we have depth, but like we're, yet a, we're not trading on talent, right? We're not relying on that as our um, mainstay. What we're trying to build is a, a great team identity and a, and a supportive culture, you know, that allows for people to move within the roster and step up to the plate when they're called upon. Coach, speaking of that season, you guys get things going. Coming up this weekend, you'll be headed down to Indiana for the Butler Tournament, square off against Eastern Michigan. Butler will be down there. Stony Brook, Robert Morris. Then you'll circle the wagons and head down to Columbus uh, at the Ohio State Tournament, Lipscomb, Ohio State, Missouri State in that fold as well. So, I mean, that, that's been your M.O. is, is you're going you're gonna to go up against some squads that are going to prepare you and get you ready to roll so a lot of time on the road beginning but that that's good that's good for a young team that's good for a team getting the season going and that you'll have some time uh, a lot of bonding time uh, on the road as well is that something that as a coaching staff you guys look to to say hey get these players get these players on the road and, and, and get them in an environment where we can really spend some serious time with each other and uh, solidify that chemistry I think one of the things you know, with the academic calendar we have here at Oakland it does allow us to be on the road before they start school and we get two full weeks in before you know where we can leave on a Thursday morning and we can be gone until you know really late Saturday or early morning Sunday and they could be together without the stresses of academic you know right. work and this is a really smart team uh, our team GPA was you know above a 3-6 last year collectively and I would assume that we're going to be at that same level this year our freshman class and Alex are all really good students so you know, they put a lot of pressure on themselves to achieve in the classroom. And so to get out on the road where we can just simply focus on volleyball for two weeks is outstanding for us. Uh, I, that's part of the reason why we try to host in the fourth weekend of our season, because that gets us right before the Horizon League season begins, where we may be on the road for the first week or two. Or we may be at home for the first week or two. We don't have a lot of control or say over that. So we try to set that fourth weekend aside so that we're going to be at home. Um, you know, just to create a little bit of at-home time before we really hit the meat of the season. But the schedules, it, it's tough. This is a, a really good schedule. And, you know, some of the, the name-brand schools that we've played in the past, um, certainly no slight to them, but teams like Lipscomb, who win their league every single year, right. are every bit as good. They just they don't have football programs and basketball programs, men's, to get you especially the, the men's side, right. to get television and branding and conversations. But they're really good, and, and their coaching staff is outstanding. Um, Missouri State is the exact same way. I mean, they have a player who's on the junior national training team. Um, <laughs> she's really good. Um, you know, so, like, Ohio State obviously pops off the schedule. But, like, that's a Big Ten program, and they have Big Ten problems, right? They have – they've got to compete with Minnesota and – you know they've got to compete with Nebraska and they got to compete with Penn State to achieve their goals. And for us, we've got Green Bay and Cleveland State, and Northern Kentucky and Milwaukee, and you know certainly all the teams in the Horizon League are going to be good. And so playing Missouri State and you know Fort Wayne and Kent State and Butler and you know the all the other schools that are at the top. Robert Morris is a great example, like 26 wins. Like 
that's a really good volleyball program. Right. They win all the time. Speaking of math, <coughs> you gotta, you know, <laughs> you gotta compete with that. And that's those are the teams that are slotted in at the top of the, those conferences that, you know, are similar in some ways to the Horizon League. We want to play those teams and get used to it because they confront challenges in a slightly different way. The the game is played a little different than it is in the Big Ten, and playing Ohio State's great, but no one else in our conference has as many you know, six foot four, really right. dynamic kids as, as they do, but Lipscomb does, and, and we got to right. beat, you know, so we got to we got to test ourselves at that level, and then that helps us as coaches prepare our team better. better. Well, Coach, we'll be back at it every other week here on the Where the Bear podcast, the Oakland Volleyball edition of it. So it was your first time through it. What are your thoughts? You, you survived it. Yeah, you know, well, talking to you is always difficult. I mean – <laughs> Could you be less friendly or inviting? That that my goal for you is just to be a little bit more hard boisterous hitting. and hard hitting. You know, let you know, and let's get better at math. Can we? Can we well, get no, over there? And we tried. We tried that here at Oakland. We tried that in high school. It's just not going to work. We got coach. an entire building over there for mathematics. We can just. Get I know. You some I went tutoring. in there once as a student, and I promised. I said, if you get me through this, I'll never come back here. Yeah. And I, I kept my word. I never you've came back through there. You've done a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we are fired up. And again. Uh, for all the Oakland Volleyball fans, Golden Grizzlies fans out there as a whole, you can get us on the SoundCloud page. You can also get the Where the Bear podcast on the iTunes page as well and listen whenever and wherever you like. So for Oakland Volleyball coach Rob B., my name is Neil Rule. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. <laughs>